Texas Toast podcast is brought to you commercial free thanks to TSC Entertainment. I call him the ride. Go ahead, put it on real tight. Hope you brought your best tonight. They say they got the fireworks, yeah, they say they got the show. Here around the shoots, you're the best, so let's go. This is Texas Toast, a production of TSC Entertainment. I'm your host, Miss Helen. Kick back and enjoy as we toast the best from Texas. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Texas Toast. And a lot of you hear me talking about my small town where I came from. Of course, I'm a Sealy, Texas girl. And I was so excited when I discovered Carson Jeffrey. He got booked for the podcast. And he is from my home county, Cat Spring, Texas. Hello and welcome to Texas Toast, Carson Jeffrey. We're like kindred spirits. We're like home people. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Thank you for having me. I sure appreciate it. I know everyone there has to be so proud of you. And of course, let's kind of look at your background first. I know that you you rodeo. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Yep. I uh, grew up rodeoing. Uh, that's pretty much all I ever did. You know, I quit school sports uh, at a young age. And uh, rodeo was the plan, you know, music was never in uh, in my scopes at all. It was just always wanted a rope. And uh, when I got into college, you know, things kind of took a change and here we are. <laughs> right. And so that's my question. When did you discover this voice that you have? Sure. Um, you know, I've always played guitar from, you know, early junior high days um, and just fiddle around with it, really. And got into high school and started writing some uh, some songs and stuff. Um, and, you know, kind of starting to follow around um, the Texas music scene and, and really going out. You know, I was old enough to start going to shows mm-hmm. um, on my own throughout high school and um, really just falling in love with the Texas music scene. And uh, when I got into college, you know, I'd had some more songs written and started doing some open mics and just small little acoustic gigs just for fun, really. Mm-hmm. And um, my last year of college, um, I recorded. Uh, an album just for fun really my friends said hey you know you got all these songs you you need to do something with them let's hear them so you know I made the album just for friends basically and uh, you know one of the songs Ranch Girl Dream really took off yes and uh, yes that was Muchos Sonidos yes ma'am yes ma'am and uh, you know the rest is history it it wasn't the plan but then it took off and I was like you know if I don't try it now then I'll never try it so we, we here we are. <laughs> yes, here you are. And you you have an amazing voice, an amazing sound. And Thank let's you. talk about Mucho Sonidos a little bit and Ranch Girl Dream. Yeah. That was did that get released to radio? Um, it did. It was a little bit later on after the album came out. Um, I, it, I don't think it was too much longer, but uh, several months after the album came out, we did push that to radio. Yes, ma'am. Small town bar. Passing through, but just gonna have me with only one or two. That she came walking in, stole a life out of my bridge. Little people on my shoulder telling me. Sit to my seat 
Another one I liked on there was Walk Away. That's a good mm-hmm. one. Yes, yeah. ma'am. We still play that one every night in the set. So so as far as rodeo and where you come from, I feel like that influenced your music a lot. But who are some of your musical influences? Sure. Um, first and foremost, it's cross-Canadian ragweed. Um, went from a very early age. You know, I was seven, eight years old, something like that, and uh, riding around in the back of the back seat of the truck uh with my parents on the way to lunch or on the way to you know if we were going to see a movie wherever we were going i would be in the back seat and i had either my cd player or um i we actually had one of the trucks where you could put like six cds in at one time and you could listen to the different cds in the in the back seat and um my uncle had given me every single cross canadian ragweed cd that they had made up to that point and um that's all i listened to on repeat over and over and over was all of those cross canadian ragweed cds that he gave me and uh, that was my first influence and and first really um texas country influence was cross canadian ragweed and then you know later on i found uh ryan bingham um and later junior high and then in high school i found uh william clark green okay yes you especially um with wine and weed which we'll get to your new e- your ep but wine mm-hmm. and weed reminds me that's a, so william clark green i could so pick up on that in that particular single yeah no he was one of my favorites in high school and um yeah still i mean still an amazing artist you know i love his music so Oh, yeah. He's such a good guy. I've interviewed him so many times and I'm an absolute huge fan of his. So I guess when you were in rodeo, did you get to see a lot of live shows also when you were doing some of your rodeo or like maybe all the people that come to Austin County Fair? Um, yeah, Austin County Fair. I actually saw Cross Canadian Ragweed there one time. Uh, man, I was I was really little um, when I got to see them there. And I, and I also saw him at the Washington County Fair one time whenever I was in uh, probably junior high, uh, later junior high. But, you know, I didn't really get to there weren't many shows I went to on the road whenever we were rodeoing um, through high school and college. Um, I, we just I always showed up and roped and left. You know, um, I think that living in College Station uh, helped, you know, at the tap and Harry's and uh, going to live shows there. And, um, you know, anytime I wasn't rodeoing, it seemed like I was going to a live show uh, watching a concert. So it was never at the same time. But um yeah, if I wasn't rodeoing, then I was going to see some concert somewhere. So when did you realize you had the gift of songwriting? I mean, what was your first song like? Did you take it to your mom and dad? Did you write it? I mean, like, <laughs> tell me about when you first started writing. Right. Uh, the first song I ever wrote, I had to write it for a uh, a class project, actually, as I was a freshman in high school. And we read Romeo and Juliet, the book, mm-hmm. and we had to, like, do some kind of uh creative um like some people built like a diorama of Juliet romeo and juliet some people um painted a picture of it it was some kind of creative aspect of romeo and juliet and i wrote a song about romeo and juliet and i i think that was my first song i ever wrote and uh i could probably couldn't even tell you all the words to it right now but uh you know that was the that was the first time i think that was the first song i ever wrote ninth grade and um i just kept writing songs from there on, you know, I, I, uh, still to this day, uh, today, even, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to write better and better songs because, you know, I, 
I don't think I'm the best songwriter and, and um, I think I have a long ways to go in my songwriting. So I'm every day I'm still trying and trying, you know. Yeah. And you'll grow and grow, but I can tell you that your stuff is really like exclusive writing. Like some of your lyrics I've listened to when I went through your music, it's like, it's really different, but I do have one question. Did you go to Celia or Belleville? I actually went to Faith Academy. Or um, Faith Academy. That's a great yes, school. Yes. I did. Yes, ma'am. I went to Faith Academy, graduated from there. I went to Celia until um, fourth grade. And then fourth grade on, I went to Faith Academy. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I just, I had, I had to check on that, you know. So (laughs) (laughs) another song that I like that just, I picked up on is your single Tall Boy. So tell me about that one. Yeah, that one, uh, actually, uh, me and my girlfriend had just started dating. And this was last summer, I believe, um, last May, June, something like that, uh, this time last year. And uh, we had been to, I played a private party out in, she's from Fredericksburg, Texas. And I played a private party right next to her hometown in um, uh, Johnson City, Texas. Mm-hmm. And so we were just staying out at her house uh, that night since we were so close there. And I went and played the private show and uh, we had a couple of drinks, you know, and had a great time with the people. Private shows are fun, you know, when, when they're really fans and, you know, and you get to play for a small crowd like that that enjoys your music. And uh, we were on our way back to the house, and um, she said, why don't you pull in and get a tall boy? So oh, we it. pulled into the Fredericksburg HEB, and I bought her a Cayman Jack tall boy. And, uh, yeah, the rest is history on that song. I mean, it's just an honest songwriting little song. So. She said, let's pull in and get a tall boy. I'm too drunk to drive. Here's my keys and a kiss on the cheek. Let's have some fun tonight ZZ Top on the radio She loves a short dress man Hand on my knee She says to me I love the stars in your like that because that song is it's in my library now because I I love that one so talking about your shows you're out playing and I see you're consistent with your shows now and some of the great people you're playing with yes ma'am yeah we are um, we're going down the road it's it's been crazy you know we signed with Red 11 booking agency Mm -hmm. um, last June like this week last June I believe Um, and so ever since then they have really put us on the highway you know even during uh, COVID when things were shut down this time last year, um, we were still a small enough band that we were able to play in smaller venues, you know, um, up in Oklahoma and, and in Texas and stuff. Um, whereas, you know, guys like Cody Johnson or Parker McCollum, they weren't able to play, you know, because they were playing stadium shows. Right. Right. And, uh, but man, red 11 has, has really put us on the highway. And um, it's been great. Do you still rodeo or do you miss it? I do miss it a lot, actually. Um, I still rope at the at the house here during the week, um, you know, Monday through Wednesday when we're home. Um, 
but actually I entered a rodeo um, about a month ago in Wimberley, Texas, and um, ended up winning the calf open there. And then I entered up at Stockdale, Texas, two weeks ago, um, one second there. And then about 25 minutes later, I walked on stage and opened up for Mike and the Moon Pies and Flatland Cavalry. Hey, so. You were following my thoughts because I was thinking, I wonder if he's still rodeoing and then if he like does his business and then gets on the stage that I had that question for you. That is so awesome. Yeah. You know, there's so many of these County fairs and stuff that have rodeos with them and everything. Mm-hmm. We've got a couple more in the fall, that I think I'm going to be able to do that as well. Uh, but yeah, it worked out perfect. Uh, roped my calf, uh, one second had dirt all over me and, uh, walked on stage and got to open up for, uh, sorry, it was Mickey and the motor cars mm-hmm. we opened for. And then, uh, and then flatland cavalry, which both just great bands. And that was my first time opening for both of them. So, uh, just a great night. It was a really neat night to be able to do that. Finally, you know, I've been waiting for that to happen. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Carson, you're amazing to think that where you're from and that you could go from the rodeo arena and jump on the stage, that that really sets you apart. And I I love your sound. I love your music. And so you have the EP out now, Buzz Brain Part One. Yes, ma'am. And I love Wine and Weed. So I actually wrote that with a buddy of mine, or I didn't write it with him, but he came down to my house and, um, he stayed like two days, I think we wrote a couple different songs. And, uh, then the morning that he was leaving, he was walking out of the driveway about to get in his truck. And he goes, Hey, uh, got this song idea. And he's like, uh, wine and weed, wine and weed. I I love it. Wine and weed. He's like, I don't know what you want to do with it, but just do something with it. And, uh, I was like, well, you should have told me like two days ago while you were writing down here. We could have wrote it, you know. <laughs> but um, anyways, I, I got to uh, got to picking around like, I don't know, it was probably like a month later, maybe even longer than that. And because I, I didn't think much about it and uh, sat down and picked around on it and ended up writing it probably like in 20 minutes or so. And uh, it was a really fast song. And I like my Boone's Farm wine and uh, he likes his Rocky Mountain weed. And so I kind of just put the two together and made it a song. And I originally wanted him to do it. I wanted him to record it and everything. Uh, Leroy Gibbons and everything. He's the one that wanted to record it. And uh, but it ended up us recording it. So and, and we put it out. You know, I wasn't too crazy about it, um, you know, putting out a song about wine and weed. But oh, it's awesome. Like the love of a woman, they're all that I need. They've been good to me, good to me. I think it worked out. You know, we, we, uh, we enjoy playing it at the live show. It's fun. So we're all about the live show, you know, trying to, trying to make songs that are good for the live show, but then, you know, songwriter stuff that, uh, you know, you can, uh, you can relate to and kind of have slower songs as well. Yeah. So, so I want to go to the live shows, but first I have to back up. You actually drink Boone's farm. I did. So my first days of college, that must be an Austin County thing. Cause that's, I love that's what we farm. drink on the back road. And so many, <laughs> so many people are like, Oh, Boone's farm. I don't like that, but I love it. 
I have diabetes now, so I had to slow down on that oh. sugary stuff. But um, you know, I, I love Boone's Farm. It is good. We always <laughs> like the blue one. Yeah, blue and red. We always and the orange. We always had the t- now. Back in my day, it was the tickle pink, and then the strawberry, whatever it was. But I remember I liked the tickle pink, and it it, it, right. it can get you in trouble though. <laughs> oh yeah, it will. It'll sneak up on you. But that sure. is so interesting. I haven't I haven't heard anybody talking about drinking Boone's Farm in so long because now you know everything so much about craft beer and Shiner beer and right. this and that. So I love that. That's just so typical country. So um, I appreciate it. Talking about your live shows, what's your set list like? Yep, um, it's it's a pretty good mixture of of all the album or both of the albums, and then we've been playing. Uh, we've actually been playing wine and weed as well as uh love me the same we've been playing those for we've been playing wine and weed since uh, december last december and uh love me the same we've been playing since march um but it's a pretty good mixture you know you'll find on my albums and and uh, on the recordings that you know it's a little more uh some of the stuff is a little more country you know it has got it's got some fiddle in there and it's got some steel guitar uh, but we don't have that at the live set. You know, we uh, re- we replace that with just electric guitar and try to just pump it up a little bit more, you know, because that's why I was so attracted to people like Reed Southall, William Clark Green. Um, just, I hear them in all your songs. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's when you go to one of their live shows, it's it's a it's an upbeat, fun time. It's it's rocking, you know. And, uh, and that's what we try to do. We, we try to just keep the energy up with the guitars and, and, uh, we don't have a steel player or a fiddle player or anything like that. You know, we just try to make up for it in the guitars and keep the show rolling. So, and, uh, but uh, speaking of that, you know, the EP part one that I just put out, it's, uh, it's got some, I call them, they're a little bit faster, a little bit upbeat kind of, uh, wine and weeds, not so upbeat or whatever, but, uh, this second part, EP part two, it's going to be a little bit more songwriter stuff, not acoustic, but, you know, the songs are going to be a little more slower and, uh, you know, a, a little more uh, deeper in meaning, too. So, you know. So you have some new songs that will be coming out? Yes, ma'am. So um, Buzz Brain part one was just half of the EP. We're going to release the second half. We're shooting for around September okay, or so. Okay, that's what I yes, wanted ma'am. to make sure. Okay, well, you definitely have it going on. I love your sound. I mean, I even feel like a little co-wetzel. Like, you've got this mixture. Like, if you were on Chopped, you would probably win. Go into the pantry. <laughs> like, you you know, you got different things from the pantry or this or that. I don't even know why I'm going there. But I just, I am so impressed. Like, the first time I listened to your music was kind of like the first time that I fell in love with, say, Wade Bowen or William Clark Green. Or, right. yeah, I mean, like, you definitely are on the road. You're doing such a great job and uh, just keep up the good work. I appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. We're, we're trying. <laughs> oh, you're doing a great job. Just keep doing what you're doing. And so before I uh, let you go, we always have a question on the podcast. If you were a cocktail, what would you be? A cocktail? Ooh. Um, I don't know if you consider a martini a cocktail, but there's this one restaurant in Galveston that's got a key lime pie martini. And uh, that's pretty good. So, okay, that'll work. I think we had somebody else (laughs) even say martini one time. But seriously, like, I'm so proud of you. And I'm really especially proud of you because you're Austin County boy. And my roots run deep back to the 1800s in that county. Of course, I'm in Matagorda, Texas now. Okay. And fish all the time. Have you been to Matagorda? Yes, ma'am. We've actually, uh, we've got a place down in Sargent, Mm -hmm, uh, my family. Mm -hmm. 
So yes, ma'am. I'm, my family's been on the coast for a long, many, many years too. So I'm, we're always back and forth over there. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because some of my longtime classmates came down and we were com- like, we were almost to the point to where I think we could have between all of my, my Austin County friends that have a place in Sargent or Matagorda, like we could just have a big reunion right down here. <laughs> Right. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Well, Carson, thanks so much for joining us on Texas Toast. I'll definitely be following you and hopefully I can get out to one of your shows and see you live. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. We hope to see you there. All right. Thank you, Carson. You bet. Well, there you have it. Another great episode of Texas Toast. If you've made it this far, just wanted to say thank you to all of you who have been listening and spreading the word about us. If you'd like to support the show, whether it be through sponsorship or by subscribing on YouTube or by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, that'd be great. Anything and everything helps. We're just getting this thing rolling with no end in sight and have some incredible interviews lined up for all of you. So please help us get the word out. We'll see you next time on Texas Toast. I dare to say well, You can go to hell Hell, I'll go to Texas I've had my fill of every place but home Well, take away these city lights Put me on a one-way flight I'm leaving out of hell tonight Just consider me Southern draw, my swagger on my sway. Yeah, these old boots, oh, this cowboy hat, oh, the way.